Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Welcome to episode 71. We have a really cool topic to talk about today, and I've been looking forward to this conversation. So we have two guests to talk about marriage, engagement, married life. And I think in our circles, it's kind of uncommon to get married around our age. It seems relatively young. So I'm excited to get to know their story and hear about their wedding and things like that. Um, So stay tuned and let's get started on our weekly recap. Sally, what did you do? Um, I feel like I didn't even do that much. Okay, so all of us went climbing on Friday and it was like a whole ordeal that we planned for like two weeks. Um, and then we also went on Monday too. But we've been very invested in climbing and Linda and I are thinking about investing money into a membership maybe soon. Um, we're already getting shoes. So. Yeah, we're going to get shoes. So that's the first step into commitment. <laughs> and yeah, it was fun. We've it's really nice to see the progression. Like every time we go back, we can finish a project that we couldn't do the, the time before. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like we talk about climbing every week, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> and <laughs> so besides that, my family has been doing some new things. So my sister moved into college like full time <laughs> on last Thursday because her classes started this week. And I called my mom that night and she was like, oh yeah, it was, today was really sad because Abigail moved to college and they're like empty nested now. And then she was like, oh yeah, dad and I watched a movie to make ourselves, make ourselves feel better. And then the next <laughs> night was when I was like coming back from climbing and came back at 3 a.m. and they were still up. And my mom said that they watched oh. three movies that night. And then the next day I was hanging out with my mom and she was like, oh yeah, dad bought a drone. So they're really <laughs> going through something right now. Um, they stayed up till three. Yeah, they stayed until three. They were still awake when I was going to uh, sleep that night, waiting for you, or just no, just watching that movie. I don't even know what oh. movie, but they've been going through. They the, finally have freedom. Yeah, <laughs> they've been going through the Amazon Prime movies. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, work has been kind of interesting nowadays because. Um, I mentioned it a bit before, but I've been collaborating with other people doing, helping them with their projects because I'm like, I'm a microscopy expert or whatever. So <laughs> when working with like two other people mainly, um, besides like the other people that I used to work with. And I feel like very important when people need me to help them with stuff. <laughs> like today, um, <laughs> this guy, I've been helping him clear his spheroid, two more spheroid samples. And today he came to me to, for help with like my imaging it on the microscope. And I was like, yes, he cannot do this without me. So I'm like important. <laughs> and then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yesterday it was also a fun day in lab because... My other like coworkers that work in my lab, they were trying to do a protein gel. And I was like, oh, I need to learn how to do this so I can run it, my conjugated antibodies on it later. So I was also doing it with them and we were struggling like three scientists. It took three scientists <laughs> to run a single protein <laughs> gel, but 
it was fun to struggle through it. It's like a learning experience. And we were like trying to figure out how to use a rocker and like where's a microwave, like simple stuff like that. We were like having a really hard time. And it was funny because um, we, we had to like microwave this gel and it started curling up. And then we were like trying to flip it around so it would get soaked in solution. And then the more we try to do to it the more it broke so then we ended up with this really sad gel and i had to carry it back to our lab because we were doing all this in a different building and then like i didn't realize that the gel was dripping like the container was dripping and i made like a whole trail of blue dots that led all the way back to our lab and then today um this janitor lady was complaining to like Mm. my (laughs) friend's mentors who's also like in our lab and he came up to us he was like do you know like what the blue liquid (laughs) trail going into our lab is all about and he was like yeah i told the janitor lady we don't do anything with blue dyes and then he said that to us right as we were looking at the gel and we're like Mm. oh it was us (laughs) so yeah it was a mess did you get into trouble no we don't get into trouble here it's it's chill (laughs) it was a mess but it was fun Mm-hmm. And yeah, nothing else going on. I've still been trying. <laughs> no pottery update. No pottery. Well, did I even do anything? I yeah, all I did was glaze my pots last week. So nothing really mm. new this week with pottery. But next week, I'll give you an update about the firing. I guess because that's happening this coming weekend. Yeah, I look forward to it. I felt like that was a really long update, but maybe <laughs> do you want to go next? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm not going to speak on climbing at all because <laughs> I feel like everyone has heard enough of it, like you said. Um, besides climbing, I had a really busy weekend overall with, um, like you said, Friday. We stayed out pretty late and I didn't realize we'd stay out that late. So I was very tired when it came to Saturday morning and I was running around doing errands with my mom at like 8 a.m. because we were like getting stuff together to help my sister move um, into her apartment near Towson. So that was kind of exhausting. And once we moved her there, it was like that chaotic, like everyone's parents trying to like find the prime spot and the carts and like Mm. the elevator. I was just like so thrown back to like being an RA and like having to do move-in days and I was so glad I'm not in college anymore. Even though her apartment is like, it's brand new. Like they just finished building it. So it's pretty nice, but it still has that like stress of college students and move-in day. And yeah, I'm glad to be away from that. (laughs) But um, it was nice to see her place. She definitely is going to have a different experience than I am because she'll be able to cook for herself and not be an RA. (laughs) So it'll be cool to hear how her experience is. But after that, we had a rush back home so I could go um, pick up Stefan at uh, Reagan or DCA. And that was a first for me. I've never picked up anyone from an airport before. And it's quite stressful, honestly, because the traffic was horrible. So I was stressed about being late to pick him up. And then the first time you drive somewhere new, I'm always like having half an eye, like watching the GPS at all times. So I was like, but then it was like stop and go. So I didn't want to like rear end anyone. (laughs) So it was like trying to divide my focus and not be stressed. And um, it was a lot, but 
I managed to pick him up. It was all fine. No accidents. And we went to Gravelly Point Park, which is a really cool park right next to the airport. And you can like sit there and the planes will take off right over you. So it's pretty cool. There were a lot of kids. It was a very nice, chill environment. And yeah, had a good time catching up. Um, that, I guess that was kind of the end of my busy week because on Sunday it wasn't that busy. Um, yeah. Besides that, I guess work is like picking up. We're having a new CEO start next week. So it's a lot of prep work for him. And my boss is stressed. So that means our whole entire team is stressed. And we want to make sure everything's perfect. And I don't know. <laughs> I've like never gone through such a big transition before where like the head of the organization changes. So there's a lot of things to do and a lot of responsibility, I feel like. So I don't know, adjusting to that. But I think I can relate to you, Sally, where like the struggle of trying to figure out something new mm-hmm. or working with a coworker on a new project, it is very bonding. Yeah. It's almost like back in college. It's like a group project. You would, like struggle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were going to mention climbing. Oh, like a group climbing project? I mean, that's also a group project. <laughs> but yeah, I really like it because I think usually at work, I'm just doing my own thing by myself and like my own projects. Mm-hmm. I'm like just working with my mentor. So it's really nice to branch out and talk to other people about work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the best way to bond with people is to complain with them, you That's know? True. So <laughs> definitely getting a chance with that. But Linda, how is your work life going or any other updates? You could talk about um, climbing since we haven't. <laughs> yeah. So work has been pretty boring or like feeling a lack of motivation since everyone around me is going back to school like how Ming was mentioning so I kind of miss having that like high and I don't know like anticipation of a new semester just having something new to do because it feels like I'm just doing the same thing even though I have a lot more free time um but I've been using that to work on my comic and to just be like more organized in general now that I know exactly what my schedule is going to be and also having um having more fun going climbing things like that I don't know what you want me to say since (laughs) we didn't talk about it but basically we just went like Monday and tried something new I think now that we've got the like the routine down like finding a new project to work on and like stealing data from other people (laughs) and just trying to get better so that's been fun and it's nice to feel more committed to a hobby and doing it in a group um i guess speaking of commitment we're going to be talking about a lifelong commitment in this episode all right, so as Lena mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are going to be talking a real about a really fun topic today. And honestly, every time we have like a podcast about relationships or dating, it's always the most well received. So I know that everyone who listens to our podcast is also really interested in hearing about this kind of stuff. And when Ming and I heard that our friend Dwen was getting engaged and then married, we were both itching to interview her and ask her all about it. So we have on today Dwen and her husband Brent who will be coming later. 
but basically I think we, well, Ming and I know D1 through RA and I also know D1 through church because we went to the same church um, during college. And yeah, and I think we saw on like Instagram that you were engaged <laughs> last year or two years ago and then you got married last year during COVID, which is also a very interesting um, experience, I'm sure. So do you, want, do you want to introduce a little bit about yourself and what you're doing right now? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you to Linda, Ming, and Sally for inviting me to this podcast. Um, I'm Dee Wen. I graduated from UMD in 2019. Um, and currently, I work in a uh, boutique consulting firm um, called Ignite in DC. Um, currently, I'm still working remotely. It's a consulting firm. So I'm doing a lot of technology, IT consulting, uh, and I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Welcome to our podcast. So, um, before we get into your marriage, let's go into the past, I guess. And if you want to <laughs> give us a brief summary of your dating history in the past and whether or not, like when you started dating and then um, how was dating in college, I guess, because I, I think high school dating and college dating is pretty different. And then I know you met Brent after college. So how was that different from your experience before? Yeah, so essentially, um, I had one relationship in high school. Um, it was also pretty long. We actually started dating um, halfway through, uh, halfway, halfway um, into freshman year, and we um, didn't work out, obviously. Um, so we ended things beginning of senior year. So it was pretty long, um, quote unquote, dating. I say quote unquote because it was kind mm -hmm. of like. Um, sneaking around a parents back um they don't know or they knew but they didn't say anything um and like we couldn't really go out or date publicly um without having parents need to drive us so we always like made excuses like oh yeah with friends it's a friend's birthday party um but i actually didn't uh date um officially in college i had um an almost relationship freshman year um with someone uh he was a senior and i was a freshman i thought that he was super mature he was mm. um a great person to talk to and he mm. wanted to hear my thoughts wanted to hear um everything that i wanted to say so i thought that it was really different from high school obviously um and also he was a very mature person as well but i think so I kind of led him on, um, and I knew that he liked me. Um, and, but the thing is, I <laughs> thought I liked him for real too. Um, and I probably did, but it was probably very shallow, like very kind of almost like infatuation and just, um, liking the attention, liking the way that, um, I was able to have a real mm. friendship relationship with such a older guy. Um, so we start. we became friends probably September of 20, um, 2015. That's when I started college. And, um, we were friends and I knew that he liked me. I was going to, um, DTR, um, after, after, um, fall finals. <laughs> yeah. But it was before then when I realized that, um, it wasn't like, I didn't actually like him, like want to date him. I couldn't see myself like being with him for a long time. So I was really conflicted because I felt really bad. I was like, you know, I really thought I did. And I, probably let him on. Um, I talked to my friends about it, but at the end, of course, I just had to tell the truth and just told him, Hey, like, I don't think, um, I like him that way. Um, and I think he also started figuring out because I would distance myself from him just to like, 
not to cause any more uh, miscommunications or confusions. Um, but he like DTR mm-hmm. with me anyways. Um, so it's kind of awkward, but, um, I, but I'm glad I was able to like be mature about it and tell him and not just like go with the full, like eh, in my workout. Um, yeah, so it didn't actually, um, work out. And I think most of my college, I want to focus on my studies and focus on my, um, academics, which is good, but mm-hmm. also like, don't be so serious about it. It's, it's college. You're supposed to, you know, <laughs> have fun and enjoy it. Um, but I just took my studies really seriously. Um, and I was super busy being a TA, being an RA, being like all these things. Um, so yeah, long story short, I didn't actually date in college. Um, and we, Brent and I did meet after college, but um, I'm sure you can ask him about this later too. But we actually met briefly when I was a freshman, he was a senior, but um, I did not remember the encounter mm-hmm. and he did. So that's one thing he keeps bringing up to people <laughs> whenever I start asking how do we meet. He's like, she like, was too cool for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think why we wanted or we were curious about hearing about your past history is that, I mean, I'm sure people have or you've considered this yourself or people have told you, but typically in our society now, it is kind of considered Mm -hmm. that you guys got married young. So I feel like a lot of people, they think about marriage when they're in a long term relationship, Mm -hmm. but it's like, do I have enough experience or like, am I ready for a commitment? So it's interesting to hear about your past Mm -hmm. experience before meeting Brent. Um, and maybe we can talk about this later of like when you felt ready for it, but I think that's good context of going into the conversation, just like knowing where you were yeah. at romantically well, yeah, I think <laughs> in terms of experience. Even though I didn't have a lot of experience, um, because the only one I had, um, was in high school. I think the one in high school really did teach me to, um, be able to speak my mind. Cause I think in high mm-hmm. school, um, you're always, it's, it's, it's very like, I wanted to make him happy. So I would not say a lot of things or when I um, had thoughts in my mind or things mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up, I would just not bring it up. Um, so I think even in college, even like through friendships and through different relationships, like with professors, with my students, um, it really did teach me to be able to speak my mind and know when is, um, the right time to say something, what are some things that should not be said because it just won't be beneficial. Even if, um, even if you say it, um, like it just hurt the other person and not like make anything mm-hmm. positive. Um, so I think definitely dating relationship is, um, something that can help you grow and help you understand, uh, romantically relationship relationally, uh, what kind of person you are, but I think also just aging too. You kind of go through more things. You kind of, um, have different friends, you have fallouts Mm -hmm. with people. Um, but those things all kind of grow you Mm -hmm. as a person. It grew me at least. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. So I feel like a lot of times when you hear about, uh, couples who do end up together, like married or just very long term, they always talk about timing, like where you are individually and like as a relationship in terms of timing. But Maybe before we bring Brent on, we could 
ask you a little bit of from your side of how you all met or what caught your eye about Brent, you know, get all the, <laughs> the juicy <laughs> bits, yeah, um, sure. and then we can bring him on and then hear his side. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, he's actually doing a quick workout right now, so I'm sure he's not in a hurry. <laughs> um, yeah, so we met, we did meet after I graduated. Um, we met in 2019, August. So uh, shortly after I graduated, I was, I graduated in May. Um, so three months later, we mm-hmm. actually connected over um, online dating app, um, Coffee Meets Bagel, which is oh. increasingly more popular oh, nowadays. They do yeah, work. a lot of my friends, they <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah, I actually know like two or three couples who um, met and eventually got married through Coffee Meets Bagel. And also there are other ones, wow. of course, like Hinge, um, Bumble. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I honestly made uh, an account just for fun because... I mm-hmm. I had I didn't really have any, any intention of dating even throughout college. Um, like some of my friends were dating, but I never really had the urge to. I never really felt lonely. Um, like as a single person, which I'm grateful mm-hmm. for because I think that would have been unhealthy to want to date just because I was lonely or just because my friends were. Um, it was never really my. Yeah. Mm-hmm priority and even graduating um i was busy studying for the cpa since i studied accounting in college so a lot of my time was still like put into studying even after i graduated um i honestly can't really remember what like made me make an account but i did um and we actually were able to connect on the same day i made it which is really rare because um Brent actually what had the account fun. for almost a year yeah, so I I made the account that day and we talked about and I, <laughs> and I decided to delete the app the next day because I didn't. I just felt like if, I also like saw people I knew on there, so I was like, oh, this is so weird. They probably oh, yeah, have seen me weird. too. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Um, so I told him I was like, hey, you know, actually, like I don't really know, um, like if you want to keep using this. So if you want to add me on Facebook, we can keep talking there. Um, but I was actually the one who would reach out first. Mm. Um, so we connected mm-hmm. and I, I recognized his, one of his photos um, because he, we have a lot of mutual, uh, mutual friends through church, through um, college, just being in a lot of circles um, that kind of crossed. So I actually recognized one of his photos um, on my friend's feed. So mm-hmm. I asked him, I was like, hey, do you know this person? And he responded. Um, so from there, we started chatting on Facebook and we went out. Uh, we met up for the first time um, around a week after we started talking, which is pretty soon, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so he asked me if I wanted to meet up and I said, sure. Um and from there, just kind of things just happened. Wow. That's so wholesome. <laughs> and so like, I feel like so many things aligned so that you can meet him. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you met him on the first day of yeah. the dating apps, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I've been yeah, like on and off yeah, of the apps same. for um, like half a year, I think. And it's, it really, it's really like... <laughs> sad so after a while of swiping on the apps because it's just like really tiring mm-hmm. and like it feels like a chore so it's like really mm. good that you only have to keep it for one day mm. was it romantic <laughs> from the first like conversation or um from the first conversation i think the first time we met up in person um it was a lot of like typical get to know you like um where did you used to live? How did you grow up? Um, siblings, um, college experience. So Brent is three years older than me. Um, 
as I said, he was a senior when I was a freshman. Um, so just getting to know each other and kind of um, talking about mutual friends and talking about like work. Um, when we met, he was actually in grad school getting a teaching degree. He uh, he majored in uh, mechanical engineering in college and he worked um, as a mechanical engineer for, I think, two years after graduating, but he always had a passion for teaching. So he actually went back to school um, to get his teaching degree. So when we met, he was on grad school. So talking about all those things, um, it definitely mm-hmm. wasn't like, I like, I'm going, like, we're going to date after now, like after this conversation kind of thing. Um, but we did really, we did click really well. I think everything <laughs> just was super easy. Um, everything was super everything just worked out. We had things to talk about. Um, we had a lot of common interests. Um, it's funny because, uh, our first date, like the first time we met up, we went to a Thai restaurant because I never had Thai food before then. Um, so we met up halfway since he lived in Rockville. I lived in Elegant city where my parents live. Um, and he actually offered to drive all the way to Elegant city. But I was like, in my mind, I was like, what if it's, super awkward doesn't work out i'll feel terrible for him like driving all the way here to see me (laughs) but then just like ending on a bad note so i was like no i'll meet you halfway so we met in laurel uh like the laurel town center so we went to um a thai place and um we ordered pad thai and something Mm. else but the pad thai was like rotten or something like the meat so none so like neither of us really touched it um and i was like this like it's not that good (laughs) but then after after like a um a few more conversations she's like just by the way i think we both knew the thai pad thai tasted kind of funny i was like oh okay so it's not just me (laughs) but um yeah, just connecting over like things like food as well, just <laughs> make things really simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say that when you met Brent or when you were going through this stage of, I don't know, going on dates and talking to him, did you ever, did it cross your mind that you would marry this person or you're like, I, I guess it's based on personality too. Like, are you more of a go with the flow? We'll see what the, where the relationship goes. Or in your mind, you're like, he's like ticking boxes. I could see a future with him, that sort of thing. I mean, he's taking notes for her own relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious. Um, yeah, uh, actually. So funny story. Um, after so after that date, um, the second day we saw each other again, but it wasn't it wasn't like super planned. Um, I had dinner plans with a friend in Rio, um, and I knew he lived near Rio, so I, I actually just messaged him like mm. two hours before getting dinner with my friend, saying like, "Hey, like I'll be in Rio um, tonight if you're free." I, I was planning on just meeting him up with him maybe after dinner with my friend. Um, and he and I was like, "Are you free?" And he actually had plans, but he canceled on them and to see me. Um, so after I think uh, that one, we talked from like eight thirty until past one p.m. Like we oh one a.m. Sorry. So like we start we start walking around Rio. That was also my first time at Rio, just because Rio was so far away from Ellicott City. Um, so we start, we're walking around. It was started raining. It was raining. Um, and we just sat in the AMC, like not, not in a theater, but just AMC <laughs> lobby area. Cause there are benches. Mm-hmm. Um, we just talked until like 1am. Um, and I think after that conversation or just after like that encounter, um, 
in my mind, I was like, I'm going to marry this guy. But the <laughs> thing is, at that point, like, I didn't really, like, I didn't love him or anything. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, like, mm-hmm. I'm so drawn to him. Like, I love him. It was just kind of the feeling. I was like, I somehow I'm going to end up like being with him. Um, and I even told my mom like two days later, because <laughs> um, my mom, my mom is pretty open about these things, which is great. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. like she knew I was dating in high school, but um, she just didn't, never said anything to give me like privacy and to like, she knows that I'm, I'm mature enough and well, I won't make any stupid um, decisions. So I appreciate her as well. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Wow, it's like you. So, at the point where you decided, like, you knew you were gonna marry him, how long was it that you've been dating? That was our second date. Oh my god! <laughs> so the second, so like, uh, so we uh, okay. So let me give you the dates. So <laughs> you hadn't even defined. Did you define the relationship no, before? So um, that can be something um, when Brent joins, we can talk more about. But essentially, our first um, day meeting up was August 19th, um, 2019. And the next day was the 20th. Um, and we started dating on that Friday, the 23rd. So a lot of things happened really quickly um, mm. without even like us really planning it. So mm. um, and we, there were some like point in the middle where we did like talk about like okay we should like talk about this more before just like going um any further just because I didn't want to be so like um emotionally committed like emotionally um and like telling him a lot of personal things I feel like that wasn't inappropriate that was inappropriate if we weren't dating um so there were points between mm-hmm. meeting up um, for the first time and dating that we did kind of slow down, but it wasn't too slow because we kind of started dating right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we keep mentioning this Brent, so I think we should bring him on if he's done with his workout. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, he can stop anytime. <laughs> All right. So we have the man of the hour back. He's back from his workout and... <laughs> I guess um, to recap um, what you missed, Brent, is that we talked with Diwan about um, kind of her past relationships and then how she met you on a dating app on day one, which we were all pretty amazed about. But she told us that you were on it maybe a little longer or (laughs) so maybe before we get into your actual relationship and like the marriage part of it, maybe you could give a little bit about your background, not too in depth about dating, but like what was it like to be on the dating apps? and then. Um, how you felt when you met D1, I guess, or yeah, All right. with her. Uh, yeah. So my experience on the dating app, um, it's definitely a little weird. I have to say, I think there's still, um, D1 might've mentioned there's still kind of like a stigma behind a dating app. Um, especially since like, uh, we both kind of grew up in the church. Uh, I think being in the church is kind of this, uh, it, 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 I feel like the stigma is even stronger there, um, in a way. Uh, and so I was, I was a little apprehensive about talking about it with friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely strange too, because you would actually see people you knew on the dating app, which mm-hmm. I don't know helped the case or hurt the case for being on it. Um, but I was on it for maybe about a year and a half uh, before I met Dwen. Um, the way that mm-hmm. I kind of explain when I finally met Dwen was just the sense of like, 
I don't know how to explain it, but just like I was kind of done searching. Um, <laughs> yeah, before I even like connected to her, like I I, I kind of already uh, knew who she was. She was one of the other people that were on the dating app that I kind of already knew. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just this kind of sense of I'm done searching. You know, I, I feel at peace for some reason. Like there was this kind of knot inside of me that was just undone at that moment. Um, wow. Yeah, so I would say that's kind of the summary of leading up to meeting Dwin. So That's a really romantic. nice way yeah, <laughs> to explain it. So, so nice. And I guess to ask you the same question that we asked you when mm-hmm. uh, we asked her um, at what point in like the dating time or when you were going out together, did you know or how did you know that you were going to be with her for a long term or when you went into it, did you think you were just going to go with the flow, see how it went or like you knew? Like that, that feeling of peace would last for the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, well, so far it's, it's been confirmed. I mean, we got married and we're still together, so uh, yeah. that's that's a thing. But uh, I mean, I mean, I feel like for me, I never, I would never go into a relationship without like wanting to commit for long term. Um, I think mm-hmm. the intention, you know, is uh, for us to hopefully to get married. You know, no one plans on breaking up because that's never a fun thing. Um, but then I guess like the, so after we started dating for maybe um, a couple of weeks, that's when Dwen, uh, she might've mentioned this, but went to China. Um, and that's where I realized that I really, really like this girl. Um, like even, like even after you're dating you, there's kind of this moment, I think for a lot of people that they realize like, Hey, they actually really mean something to me. Um, it was when I just severely missed her, you know, and the days felt mm-hmm. really long. Um, and I had like just started uh, teaching at school for uh, my student teaching um, and so the days kind of just dragged on um, you know just always looking forward to that day that you would uh, see her um, other other moments that I realized I really liked her was when uh, I would be worried about her safety I think um, like if she was like driving home and the drive took a little bit longer than expected because usually she would message me when she got home uh, and then kind of just uh, like not hearing from her for maybe like an hour or two hours so I'm like hopefully not so, like mm, nothing's wrong yeah um i think that's when i could tell like oh wait like yeah not having in her life would suck so wow. i mean th- those are all good indicators yeah of yeah feelings yeah. i think did you guys ever experience like the beginning of the relationship everything is really happy and you're in, you're in your honeymoon phase and everything that the other person mm-hmm. does like it's fine even if they like upset you because you really like them and it's like a new relationship but like once you get over that honeymoon phase um it's a little bit harder to find that initial excitement and like I guess that's where I mm-hmm. in my past relationship kind of got stuck where I was like um I feel like the relationship mm-hmm. was plateauing and i wasn't really sure if I could see myself with this person in the future and then we ended up breaking up but did you guys like experience Mm. like the low of the honeymoon phase or do you think because you move forward so fast that you didn't even get to experience that it is tough to say just because I think we didn't date too long before we uh, talked about marriage Um, Mm -hmm. so I think whenever whenever you have a transition in your life, that's when you feel excitement per se. Um, I know that the first year out of college and I worked for like a year, two years, it became really mundane and routine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I was like, oh, I'm going to uh, change 
um, career paths. That's when like there's an excitement. Um, when you're going from high school to college, there's this excitement. From graduating from college, there's this excitement. Um, and so for us, we went from dating to talking about marriage, there's this excitement. Um, so I guess it, it is fair to say that we never had that moment to kind of plateau. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I, I can't really think of a time when that happened for me specifically. Um, maybe more so after we got married. That's what I could talk a little bit more about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess in marriage, like you always hear that, you know, a couple gets comfortable with one another. Um, and when you get comfortable with one another, I think you be, can really take each other for granted. Um, and what used to be cute is now starting to get annoying or like what was, uh, what are you trying to say? <laughs> all good things. All good things. There, I'm, I'm not talking about us, right? I'm talking about people in general. Not um, yeah. Yeah. Or, or like, uh, things that you, you thought used to not really matter, like begin mm-hmm. to, um, kind of matter a little bit more. Um, and I, so I, I think for, I think for me, um, I just, uh, committed to, you know, like loving Dwin no matter what, um, you know, that's what our vows are all about, you know, like, like good or bad in the ugly and the good, you know, we stick together, you know, in sickness and in health. Um, and so when those moments come up, you know, I kind of just think back to those vows. Um, and also as like a, as a Christian, you know, we're commanded to love, you know, despite how things are going, you know, despite the situation, despite how I feel. Um, then it's, then it's what really helps me going. Um, I think one other thing I wanted to talk about was just, uh, the, the idea of feelings. I think a lot of times we are like creatures of emotion. Um, and I think it's really easy to base reality off of emotion. You know, if this Mm. is how I feel, then that defines my reality. You know, I feel like the world is against me when the world probably doesn't know who you are, but it just feels like the world's (laughs) against you, you know? Um, or you feel like everything is just going wrong. Like even the doorknob is snagging on my shirt, you know? It's just the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, I'm already late. Why is it? Yeah, I'm already late. Yeah, exactly. Why is it traffic? You know, like it's just how we feel, but that's not necessarily defining reality. So I do find myself sometimes like feeling either Dwin like, um, like upset me somehow, or I just don't feel like caring about Dwin or doing chores. Uh, but then, you know, I have to think to myself, you know, this is how I feel, but that's not my reality. And if I act upon that, then it would, it's going to very easily turn things ugly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think one thing for us is when we're dating, because it was first it was brief and also i think we never really had any reasons to disagree or to argue so like um we started dating in august of 2019 we were engaged um end of february 2020 um and got married in august of 2020 and i think all throughout that period um we never really had fights or arguments um yeah, like it was definitely after we got married, um, the first, let's say six months that we had the majority of our like conversations and like talking things out mm. and um, even like arguments, fights. Yeah. Um, so it's very different than I think a lot of other couples who like I, I know a few couples have been dating for quite a while, um, a few years, and they've gotten all of their fighting out of the way. Um, so when they got married, it's like, oh, we don't like it's smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Mm. How did you guys bring up marriage? Um, did it feel like very soon or were you both on the same page? Yeah. And adding on to that, you mentioned um, being a Christian before. And I just wondered if like your faith had something to do with marrying so young as well. Um, I guess I'll start in reverse order. Uh, <laughs> if uh, Actually, I would say it's both. It's related to both of the questions. Um, so it did. It was affected by faith in the sense that um, I was visiting uh, Dwen. She was attending a different church at the time, um, and so I'm uh, really close with the uh, English pastor there. Um, and so then they he asked me like, "So have you guys talked about like what church you guys are going to uh, like attend together? You know, because it's expected that once you get married um, or even before that that like the couple would attend the same church together, uh, just because it's." better <laughs> mm-hmm. in every way um and so then i was like oh um well we haven't we we've kind of been discussing it but we've kind of held off on making any commitments like that just because uh you know we aren't at that stage of being married yet um and then he was like well it's not it's not never too early to talk about that um and so then so the mean uh, D when we were sitting in a car outside of uh, was it a Starbucks? Yeah, it was a Starbucks. It was the Starbucks across from um, CBCCP. Oh, yeah. So specific. Yeah, we were, we were just sitting in Starbucks. a Starbucks, and then <laughs> and the then, one by shoppers. Yeah, the one by oh shoppers. And yeah. I think I think D when was the one that brought up. It was like so marriage. I was like, oh yikes! Which I was like. Like, like we should talk a- about how we start dating too. After <laughs> yeah, this. yeah, I can talk about that later. But anyway, so yeah, she kind of just brought it up, and I was like, "She's she's on fire. She's just going forward with things." <laughs> um, but that's when we started talking about it, and I was, I think, during that conversation, I was like, "You know, if like you're down for this, if you're for real, like, <laughs> like we can move forward with it." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think so." And so that's kind of where it started. Um, so yes, faith did have something to do with it. Um, and then I think I answered all the questions. I don't know if Dewan wants to give any input. Yeah, I also remember the date. That was November 2nd, <laughs> 2019. Um, less than three months wow. after we started You're so dating. Good with dates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the few things I'm good at. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like like adding on to Brent, you know, I was like, if if were thinking about going to the same church. I because I actually used to go to my parents' church in Howard County, um, and I started going to CBCCP when I was in college, um, and I kind of made my mind um, that it would be a great place for me to be after graduating because all of my friends were still there, um, and I was still single then. Like I haven't started dating, um, and I really liked being in the church. Um, knew a lot of people also helping out with a lot of things just made me feel comfortable and also just um yeah it felt like a good place to be so I was like uh, I don't want to easily leave because I think we both kind of um agreed that it'll, we'll still go, start going to his church which is um like a sister church of CBCCP it's called CBCM which stands for just Maryland whereas CP stands for College Park um because he's been there longer he's had a lot of um roots there he's um serving a lot more than I am so I also you know if we were going to switch if I were to switch I don't want to do it um without thinking a lot without 
committing like for realsies because <laughs> then if something happens, am I just going to go back? Am I going to stay? We'll make, I'll make friends that are your friends and it'll just be super awkward. Um, so, and I didn't just, I didn't say like, so marriage, I, you know, <laughs> I said something online. So, you know, like if we, if I were to do this, then we would have to be like a, a little bit more serious talking about it. Um, but I think, I think actually it was on my birthday, um, which was in December that we actually started talking more seriously about, you know, like planning the date if we were to get married, um, planning what, like when to get engaged, et cetera. And I think, um, luckily, um, uh, my mom, she, she, I remember like, she asked me like, if we were going to get married, maybe a month or two after we started dating. And I was like, mom, calm down. Like <laughs> you're going way too fast. But, um, but it's just a relief that, you know, at least like, I know my parents are supportive and they wouldn't have any problems with it. Hmm. I think you answered just our next question because um, a lot of times when you think about marriage, especially younger marriages, you think about family and peers' reactions to it. So it's really great to hear that your mom, D1, was like on board. She was already <laughs> thinking ahead of you. But like, did you experience other different reactions or how did your family react, D1, or friends um, to the news or the um. engagement? Yeah. So definitely, um, most of my friends knew me as the driven one, like caring about my, like my grades, my studies, my, um, like obligations. So like I said before, dating was not really in my priority to do list. It wasn't something Mm -hmm. that I felt like I needed. Um, so when I did tell people and when they did meet him, they were kind of surprised. I was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> Wait, you're dating? And it's really funny. One of our friends, um, so she, uh, after graduating, same year as me, she went to Hong Kong um, to do some missional work there. And when she left, I was single. And then he, she heard that I was dating. And then she was still in Hong Kong when she heard that I was engaged. <laughs> and then she came back for a wedding and has been in America since because of COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, just how fast we moved. So it's was kind of funny. She's like, she, like, we still talk about it. She's like, do you want like, I still remember when I left, you were single. When I came back, you were getting married. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was less than a year. So just kind of crazy. Um, it, it, it was definitely really funny because every time uh, I would meet uh, one of D1's like friends that I, it was my first time meeting them. And that was the first time, their first time hearing that we were dating. Like the reaction that I got all the time was like, wow, D1, you're, you're actually dating. I was like, is, is something about this girl I need to know? Yeah, like, is that a red flag? <laughs> yeah, everyone seems so surprised that she, she, she like managed to date someone, you know? Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, but uh, honestly, no negative um, reactions. No one is like, you got to consider this more or like no one like was like, Brent's not a good person to date or um, mm. like, yeah, um, I think everyone we encountered and we told them about our relationship, they were pretty like happy for us, I would say. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I also met Brent's parents like pretty early on. Um like you mentioned, I moved, not I moved, I went to China to visit my family um, shortly after we started dating. And when I came back, that's when I met his parents. Um, I honestly don't know like they're like how they really felt because it was their first time meeting. But um, yeah, I think, I think his parents liked me. They, they liked you. They, they really liked you. Yeah. 
was that Starbucks thing the proposal or was I just planning? Oh no, that was oh. just that was like just the initial like mm. like oh confirmation like bringing it up for the yeah, first time. I need, I need the ring or else not. Real. <laughs> I, I need the ring. No kidding. <laughs> what was your family and peers' reaction, Brent? Similar to D ones. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty similar. Um, when I told my parents, they they were pretty they were really happy for me. Um, and then every time I would like tell someone that I'm dating, there's always that like that O that they would make with their mouth, right? <laughs> the Pikachu uh, face. Yeah, the Pikachu. Yeah, well, a little bit a little bit happier than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then for people that I would say like. Or I would mention Dewan's name, and they knew Dewan. They would always, they would even get like, they get even more excited, uh, which mm-hmm. made me happy to see. You know, it seemed like at, when we were first starting to date, then people that knew Dewan had a really, really great impression of her, um, and so that made me, uh, yeah, really happy to hear. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I think when we talked about uh, getting married, you know, there. A lot of people that were excited. A lot of people were like, "Whoa, this, isn't that a little fast?" Um, and then we would explain, "Yeah, it is." Um, you know, but we're uh, excited and ready for it. Uh, and then, you know, no one was ever against it. Um, they would just kind of like be surprised, but then like be really mm-hmm. happy for us afterwards. Um, so that was that was the general impression that I got. Um, it, was, uh, it was funny. Also, I had some, some people from uh, church that uh, one time uh, Dwin met the. Uh, one of the pastors at our church uh, for the first time. Um, and he said, wow, you know, I've, we've been praying for Brent for so long to find someone. That was like, that's wow. like, I don't long. know. Like, I appreciate that, but like, like, that's the first thing he said to me. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. I mean, it was like yeah. a year on hinge. So <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Do you think overall, if you got any questions, like you were mentioning, Brent, was it, mostly about the the speed of the engagement like dating to engagement or the, your age i, th- or I think it depended i think it depended on the like the person i was talking to in the context mm-hmm. um like it was someone from church they never really questioned my age uh mm-hmm. it would be more about like the timing and things like that um it was someone outside of the church um then it was usually the age uh, especially mm. since i i think i look pretty young for my age um and i work at i'm a teacher um and so i'm already oftentimes confused as a high schooler you know i'm like stopped mm. in the hallway by security and stuff like that security. Um, <laughs> i like flash my badge like i promise i'm <laughs> i'm going to my class um yeah and so so like uh, like coworkers or other people would be like oh wow you're getting married so young like um and and things like that so it it was a mixture of both but again depending on the the context Mm -hmm. i'm i mean i guess i've noticed and i sally lynn and i we've talked about this a little bit whenever we talk about relationships but some of our friends now are getting engaged Mm -hmm. um after graduation um and a lot of times i think at least the people I know, they're all somehow involved with the church or they have a strong mm-hmm. Christian faith. So, the military. Yeah. Do you recognize this as a trend or not not a trend, like Ring as a trendy, but spring. Do- <laughs> Is that Just a kidding. thing? Like it's a thing. It's like a joke. Um, if you go to a Christian college, you're like bound to be engaged by the time you graduate but not for us i just threw it in because it is funny how like there is a um stereotype that you know christians get early uh sooner Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm it is a like a 
pattern. Um, yeah, I, I guess pattern's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I, I think there's a, a lot of good reason for that. Um, I think uh, like marriage itself has a Christian background to it. Um, you know, and I think nowadays it's really common for people to uh, like move in together or to um, basically almost kind of be married without having like a wedding or a commitment or um, like uh, like sign papers and things like that. Um, you know, and so then it's like it's like doing marriage right without the actual commitment of marriage because then you can always like kind of easily break it off anytime. Um, you know, I just take my stuff and move out. You know, I don't have to worry about lawyers and things like that. Um, as for like, uh, like the Christian background, you know, we believe that once you're married, you're, you're, you're basically staying married. Um, you know, like divorce is kind of out of the option. Um, and also, uh, we think it's like not appropriate for people to move in together, um, when Mm -hmm. they're not married. Uh, you know, it's, uh, again, it's in a way uh, having the, the, the best way that I've heard it put is the, the privileges of marriage without the responsibility or the commitment of marriage. Um, and so with, with that, you know, and, um, uh, not being, and another, another part, not being able to sleep together, if that's the best way to put it, you know, that definitely affects it as well. Uh, I'd say for a lot of people, um, you know, and, and so with that, like, like, that's why I would say Christians tend to, or generally seem like they get married younger, at mm-hmm. least from what I've, what I've observed. That's a really great way I guess just like it. a comment on if Christianity like values marriage, like pretty high. So it was like a romantic thing rather than just getting married for tax benefits or getting married <laughs> for like, you're getting older, things like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I, I would, uh, romantic is definitely there. That's definitely one of the reasons for it. Um, I also would say that, uh, in Christianity, we value, um, things called like covenants. Uh, you know, I, I would, I would, uh, generalize the phrase covenant or define it as like a commitment before God. You know, and so, um, like that, that, that covenant there is kind of representative of God's commitment to us, you know, and so we do believe that marriage is kind of a picture of that, um, like God's love for us. And so our love for each other should reflect, um, the kind of love that we've received from God. Um, and, you know, I, I truthfully don't even know what sort of benefits I have from marriage, uh, besides <laughs> being able to live with my best friend forever. Um, cool. But Aww. I mean, if you if you know of any, just let me know. I'm, I'm down <laughs> to take advantage. You know, yeah. accountant D1 can tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I cook for you. Um, I yeah, give you I massages. You. I do that to I you clean. too. I do that too. <laughs> yeah, so we were going to ask about that. <laughs> Thanks for explaining that, though, Brent. Because I feel like also people who aren't entering into like a young marriage we're often influenced on our own by what's going on, like, I guess, generally in society. We are seeing Mm -hmm. people get married later in life. And Mm -hmm. especially for our age, we're going through such a big transition of like, just graduating college and things are changing. So um, I don't know, it makes sense that kind of what we're seeing around us is shaping how we perceive maybe uh, your young marriage or other people's. So 
Yeah. I don't know. That was a really great explanation, though. I've never heard mm-hmm. it like broken down like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, it, it, it's I think it's very characteristic of our generation. Um, like you'll you'll see that it's really hard to for someone to stay in one place, really. Um, you know, that, that, I think commitment is difficult for us. Uh, and it, like even for me, you know, when like. It, like you spend a year or two years at a job and it's like, I, I don't know if this is the one, mm. you know, and then you bounce to the mm. next one. It's like, I, I don't know if this is the one, you know, whereas like, I think generations before they would like, that was their job and they would do it yeah. like mm. until they died, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, I, I think that almost kind of bleeds over to relationships in a way where it's like going back to those feelings, right? It doesn't, this doesn't feel right anymore. And so um, that's where we kind of lose that commitment towards one another that my commitment to you is, beyond just my feelings or beyond mm-hmm. what my situation currently is. Mm. Um, that's, that's, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, that's a good point. Shall we move on to maybe, I don't know if this is a fun topic, considering that you got married last year, but <laughs> maybe talking about the wedding. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The planning, how it felt um, and to During actually COVID, host it and, yeah. you know, get it done, do the deed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, if you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's funny because like we talked about, we started planning the engagement, the wedding before COVID and then everything just kind of happened. Um, I think we were, we were very lucky because we actually started um, searching for venues, looking for places. Um, I think it was January end of January, 2020. So just when things were kind of happening, but not affecting America yet, um, because we know that popular venues do get booked pretty quickly. And, um, we want to have, we wanted to have a short engagement just because, um, there's really not a point to have a such, such a long engagement when you already, um, you know, decided to be together. And also he was going to start teaching, um, in, uh, in the fall. So it'll be a bad time to get married during the school year. Um, but too early is, oh, and also he, he actually got jaw surgery, um, in December, 2019. So that was a few months of recovery. So factoring all those in a lot Mm -hmm. of, a lot of planning was, um, put into this. Yeah. So figuring out the perfect timing dates and when our friends were going to be on vacation or supposed to be before COVID happened. Um, but yeah, we were lucky to be able to find a venue um, pretty early on um, before we were even officially engaged um, and got engaged. Um, it was a leap year. So February 29th um, and mm. like two weeks after the shutdown happened. So mm. we were we were scheduled to like meet with vendors to like do food tasting. Those are all like postponed. Um, and, you know, I think as everyone, uh, we kind of thought, when March um, lockdown happened, it will last a month at most. Like August, definitely mm-hmm. fine, right? Mm-hmm. But no one really knew it was going to, you know, even now it's like still something affecting us. Um, so a lot of things were kept changing during planning, you know, um, from the guest list. Because originally, if everything were normal, we would we would have had around 200 guests um, since we had uh two pretty different groups of friends, um, being Mm -hmm. different age, being in different years of college, different churches, different families. Um, but obviously when the numbers were not looking good for COVID, um, we had to kind of decide if we were to even have a wedding at all, like a ceremony, um, reception, um, 
And I think the hardest part for me was actually um, my parents. So my my dad specifically, he was very, very careful about COVID. Um, so even like, I think this was during June, like June or July, like very, very close to our wedding date. Um, and he like told me, he was like, um, hey, d like I'm, if I'm being honest with you, like I, I'm personally not comfortable like attending your wedding if you were to have a reception with your friends um and at that point we already cut the list to maybe 70 people um and not even all of them were going to attend but um like taking that into consideration i think at first i was pretty hurt like you're my dad you don't want to come to my wedding Mm -hmm. um but i but of course brett and i talked about it so um the thing we ended up doing was just having a very smaller ceremony, a lot smaller ceremony. And it was outdoors, which helped a lot. Um, I don't know exactly how many people came, but um, from my view, I think people had pretty good spacing between them. Um, and for the reception, we just had our bridal parties and um, families um, and some people who helped out. So maybe like a reception of 30 people. So very, it was very intimate and something I actually preferred over having so many guests because I think a traditional wedding you're to go around every table um taking pictures mm-hmm. making small talks not really being able to enjoy your wedding or talk to like your friends um one-on-one mm-hmm. so I think and we also saved a lot of money um <laughs> yeah. so they're definitely benefits yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just wondering do you so like for I guess for me I don't know about you guys but for me wedding is like something that I think about like I anticipate like uh, for a lot of my life I'm like thinking about it and like thinking about Mm -hmm. bachelorette like who Mm -hmm. I'm gonna invite like getting really excited about Mm -hmm. it but (laughs) because you had to make so many concessions for your wedding were you like how did you feel about that or Mm -hmm. were you anticipating your wedding as much as like I do Mm -hmm. I guess yeah um no I think you know it's like every girl's dream to have Mm -hmm. like a beautiful wedding, you know, put on that gown, um, yeah. all your friends beside you, your loved ones cheering you on. Um, I think I definitely was affected. Um, I was pretty stressed um, throughout the planning like phase. I had some breakdowns, just not really knowing what to do. Because I think ultimately, you know, um, planning a wedding and having a wedding, even though like from the outside, it looks like it's about the bride and groom, but if you look from the inside out, it's a lot about what do my guests want? What do mm-hmm. they want to eat? What are some things mm-hmm. like, what are the alcohols I should have? Like, what are the fun mm-hmm. songs everyone likes? Um, so, you know, trying to, trying to compromise, um, like wanting an in-person wedding, but also thinking about how people felt comfortable. Um, like, um, cause I think, yeah, August was like the height of COVID, you know, before before vaccines were um, even developed, before people like could see um, the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, like it was August, it was hot, but we sh- we need to have masks. So all those mm-hmm. things. Um, um, but I think generally I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty, um, a pretty easygoing person in terms of I, I never really had like a, dream wedding you know like i know some okay. little girls like they would picture their dress like what they would look like exactly um so i think i think that's something i'm grateful for like i never had a big dream out of wedding um 
So it wasn't like my dreams were crushed or I was super, super disappointed. Um, I think ultimately I just wanted everything to be smooth. Um, mm-hmm. Like I remember after our wedding day um, and waiting two weeks and no one like sent me about being sick or no one like had any complaints. We're like, oh, okay, it's over. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about you, Brent? Uh, uh, I don't really remember anymore. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I guess one thing that like I would say is if you want to save money, then get married during a pandemic. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the best way to do it. Um, yeah, I I think I it, I definitely see how like the, the I would say that a wedding is adult homecoming. Yeah, mm. it's adult homecoming. <laughs> It's the only time you really get an excuse to dress up anymore after you, uh, I don't know, leave college. Um, yeah. But the thing is that you're the one planning that party. You know, you're planning every kind of minute moment of it, you know, food, coordinating all of it. Um, so planning a wedding is honestly not not the funnest thing. Um, and that's why I'd also say like advice would just be to keep the engagement period short because uh, unless you have like like timing issues and reasons why it needs to be extended um at least from my experience and from talking to other people uh like from my experience it only took maybe a solid two to three months to plan out everything and get all hashed out uh as opposed to friends that i've talked to who waited like a year and a half to two years they're like yeah i'm just i'm just kind of waiting you know it's kind of just dragging on um yeah, so so this that, that that's that's how I felt. Uh, so in terms of the planning process, um, I think we were lucky just because this was a transition period of me finishing my uh, graduate degree, um, and so there was a semester where I d- didn't have work, um, and I was going to be hired to teach in the fall. Um, and then I also was recovering from jaw surgery. And so I didn't take on any other, uh, I was still recovering and didn't take on any other responsibilities. And so I just had a lot of free time. So my full-time job was basically just the wedding plan. Uh, <laughs> so I, I uh, that was really good for us. Um, yeah. And I, I'm thankful that Dion's like not picky at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. She just, she's like, yeah, no sure. Or like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, yeah. So yeah, Brent did most of the like meticulous planning. Like we had a, we had a document that had the minute down to the minute scheduling. Um, like wow. we have four minutes to like walk down, like that kind I of thing. I love that. Um, <laughs> and it's really useful because we, we, we actually used it from a previous couple's um, mm. wedding. It's called a wedding playbook. Um, so just for anyone who's helping coordinating or like for vendors to kind of know when to bring the food out and when to set up mm. everything. Um but I would say uh, personality-wise, Brent is a lot more detailed than I am. I'm more of the go with the flow, like like it's good enough kind of person where he like he's the one who plans um, a lot of things in detail, uh, which I appreciate. But also sometimes I'm like, you're making me look bad. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was the one who like decided the color scheme, like got decorations. Um, yeah. Um, and we even go and um, we got our, most of our decor secondhand. Um, there are Facebook groups for wedding consignments, which I would highly recommend um, you look into if you are, you know, uh, getting engaged or planning a wedding. You save so much money um, and also just better for the environment to not mm. buy new things that you would um, only use once and you have like nothing to do with and you just like collecting dust in your garage. Um, so, yeah, I think we kept things pretty simple. Um <laughs> 
And two, three months was definitely enough time, um, especially during, co- during COVID. You know, you're not going anywhere. You are just at home. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are really good tips. <laughs> Never even thought about Facebook groups. Yeah. I'm going to save, take notes. <laughs> if you, if you need a yeah. playbook sample, like, uh, yeah. Oh, send, yeah. It, send it over. You can hire Brent to plan a wedding. <laughs> oh, Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah plug. <laughs> Next career, actually hire other planner. Yeah, next career. Yeah, I mean, another tip tip is to have a joint email account. Um, That's something like we also got from another couple. It's actually super, super useful. Um, We still use it to this day. Like we use it to um, contact vendors and to like um, wedding plan, but also now it's like everything for our bills, for our Mm -hmm. um, Amazon account. yeah, super, super yeah, useful. Yeah, subscriptions, things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how was it like merging together for married life? Like I know you mentioned the Amazon account, like the bills, things like that. And I know you guys moved in together after marriage, right? So how was mm-hmm. that process like? I, I think it's a definitely definite mindset change. Um, you know, uh, part of wedding counseling, they would tell us that, you know, like your stuff is his and his stuff is yours. Uh, and you can no longer think of just yourself anymore. Um, everything that you do affects someone else, um, both good ways and bad ways. And so, you know, I can't like, like neither of us can stay out too late because, you know, we have someone waiting for us at home. Um, you know, we need to communicate about our plans for the weekends and, uh, we synced up like sleeping times as well. Like if, if uh, either I or her stay up too late, you know, that affects the other person. Um, you also have to like cook for another person. You also like clean. And uh, I, I know I'm making wedding, like marriage sound not that great. I, I probably, it's, it's amazing. I, uh, but just like some things to like be aware of, I guess. Um, and, and, yeah, uh, something something that I always joked about uh, a little bit. It's like kind of a joke. Is that I realized that like sharing is 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 tough for me. Um, <laughs> as in as in like as in I I always whenever I have like a a meal or like a treat, I really like starting it and finishing it like on my own. Oh my uh, gosh. But now I, I've, it's so rare that I finish my own donut, you know, <laughs> or, or like my own cookie. And I was like, I like that, that one bite you took is like, it, it feels less satisfying now to me. Um, but it's like totally fine. You know, I, I, I joke about that, but like, I, I I'm totally happy sharing stuff with you. And um, she just comes over and just takes a bite, you know, <laughs> I'm helping you lose weight. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think another thing about like the whole transition is um, uh, like how we talked about um, not really have anything having anything to disagree over when we're just dating. Um, and a main a main factor of that was you're just living at your own place with your parents. You have different habits growing up. You have different family upbringings. You have different you're two two different people with personalities, um, two different genders, you know, age difference as well. So a lot of the like common things, um, small things that you wouldn't think about are actually the cause of your disagreements or miscommunications. Like um I still remember and I'm sure Brent still remembers like our first like kind of like 
argument was like how to cook tomato and egg. Oh um, oh no. And I remember hearing about that in your previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, cooking habits, like when my parents make it or, and then when I make it, I don't add any mm. sugar to it, but his family and him, they add sugar. So I'm always like, I don't know if I like this. Um, and, and just like small things like that, like, like some, like a lot of things, there is no apparent right or wrong, but you still have to factor in the other person, how they prefer it, um, Mm. and kind of reaching, uh, an agreement, um, you know, instead of like being passive aggressive, like I'm just going to add sugar, even though I know they don't like it, or I'm just going to not add sugar because I like it this way. Um, There's a resolution. I'm team D1. I want sugar. (laughs) Yay. Um, I think he just adds less now for me. Um, And I'm more, and also I'm just more used to it now as well. Like your taste buds change. Mm. So Mm. yeah. That's a funny example, but like definitely probably a lot of getting used to just being around another person too. Like, having your space mm-hmm. i don't know uh what kind of spacing you have set up but it looks like you have at least two rooms but like <laughs> yeah especially during covid or spending more time at home how was that like going from not living with a person although you might have mm-hmm. roommates i'm assuming but like to now you have a permanent roommate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't think i personally cared about the sharing the space as much uh that mm-hmm. wasn't so much of an issue you know i never felt cramped or anything like that um totally fine sharing uh one one bed uh waking up next to her that's exciting um totally fine uh like eating on the same dining table um i think work was a little bit difficult uh just because when we first got married we were in a single room apartment um single bedroom apartment um and so i had to teach and when i teach i'm like really excitable or I try to be, you know, as much mm. as online can be. Um, and then D1's having these like gruesome meetings, you know, with clients, <laughs> uh, you know, and <laughs> they could probably, like she told me they could hear me um, from across the mic. Uh, <laughs> and, and so that, that, that was a, that was just a space issue for us. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with D1 in terms of things like, it's like the little things that really uh, get on you. Um, we we re- yeah we realized that we it's hard for us to cook together, um, and so we maybe not so much anymore. But in yeah, the beginning, yeah, 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 in the beginning, I think I think we just because uh, I think our families cooked very like a lot of the same dishes. Uh, but then the problem with that is that not every family cooks the same dishes the same way, uh, mm. and so it's like, wait, are you sure that goes in there? I'm like, yeah, it goes in there, like. <laughs> <laughs> my family's been doing it forever this way like and so um so what when we were back at the apartment it was more so like one person would just cook and we kind of just like like we would help them clean up afterwards uh now we've kind of defaulted to like oh what's your plan you know like what can i help chop like do you need me to like saute something um you know and then so then it's basically just like chef and then sous chef i think that's mm-hmm. uh kind of the best uh, way that we've kind of it's managed like someone that. gets demoted yeah <laughs> demoted. yeah i think the best way to put it is um you know in the beginning you're so eager to like show off the things you know mm. how to do how you want like you want to um serve the other person but in the process um it, it kind you, you kind of become more selfish with um doing things you're, you're like a certain way that it ends up hurting the other person more rather than serving them and loving and showing love to them. So, um, you know, that, and also we had a really small kitchen at the apartment. So it was 
it would be, we would be standing back to back. Um, so I think we just decided that, you know, like whoever wants to cook, whoever has time to cook, um, just cooks things his or her way. And, um, neither of us are really picky eaters. So like, especially when you have to buy your own groceries and like clean up, um, you kind of just don't waste any food. So, um, unless it tastes absolutely horrendous, which actually <laughs> hasn't happened, we almost just eat everything that we make. Uh, and which is really great because, um, you know, it makes us value, uh, cooking and value, um, the work that was put into it and, and also value our parents, you know, whenever we visit them, they put a whole table, of like five, six dishes and we <laughs> scramble to make like two, um, for one meal. So, yeah, but I think, I think now we've also just matured a lot, like, um, in our marriage and also just understanding each other more and also having, having a bigger kitchen, um, you know, like if, if someone wants to have an idea to cook something or they have, um, something in their mind, we would just help them like gather ingredients or, um, be the taste tester. Um, so yeah, it's definitely gotten a lot better. Mm. Wait, are you guys both Chinese or? Yes, we are both Chinese. Uh, and in fact, I think that was one of the things that helped us get along so well and our parents to really accept us was that Mm -hmm. our families are actually from the same uh like village back in china or at Mm -hmm. least sorry the same like providence province um and so like they just immediately kind of connected over that you know and you if you bring home someone's like hey mom this person's like from the same place like you were born in you know they Mm -hmm. immediately oh cool you know like like, latch on to that yeah um so that was a nifty little thing uh uh that just help me and do and connect. Mm-hmm. Megan talked about like space in terms of physical space, but do you guys um, also feel like it's hard to have your own space in terms of friend groups? Because I know you guys came from two different churches, but when you guys hang out with friends, is it like weird to show up as a unit all the time? Or do you guys also do solo things or try to do it more often? Um no, we, we have, we, we, I think we have a really good balance between like, uh, going to things together and also being able to go to Seoul. Uh, like there are times that I just go to a, a friend's house, you know, Dewan doesn't have to come along, um, you know, and it's just me and, uh, my other friends or, uh, there are times when Dewan, uh, she goes out with friends and I'm like, oh, I'll take this chance then to invite my friends over to the house. Uh, and then, or the other way around, um, or like uh, double dates are a thing now, you know, you're, <laughs> that's a benefit. And then mm. also when uh, usually the, they invite one person, they'll invite the other. If it's like a group gathering, um, if it's like a, if it's like her and her bridesmaids going out for like girls night, I'm probably <laughs> not showing up to that, you know, uh, <laughs> But otherwise, yeah, I, 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 I think we both have time for our friends and each other's friends as well. Mm. Do you think your friends perceive you differently now that you've like formalized and you're married? Like, do they see you as more, I don't know, not serious necessarily, but differently, I guess, than if you were just dating still? Uh, at, at least for me, there's... Uh, they joke about that like oh hmm. man it's it's the married man now um, oh maybe, maybe not so sarcastically <laughs> uh, but like th- that that yeah. joke came up more often in the beginning not so much anymore hmm. uh now mm-hmm. uh but otherwise i don't think so um i think the, i think the perception that 
does come just comes from the reality of being married. Like for example, I'd be able, I used to be able to play video games with my friends who would stay up to like 2 a.m. You know, uh, now I don't. Uh, so when there are days that I'm like. I would be able to stay up to like 11 a.m. Oh, by the way, we sleep really early because I'm a teacher. So I don't know if mm. 11 sounds like really early to you guys <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah, well, I, like our bedtime's like 10.30. Um, mm. But but if I'm like able to stay up to like 11, like my friends will be like, whoa, like you're, you're kind of late now. <laughs> like, uh, so that that's a perceived reality. Um, yeah, uh, sometimes people would say, "Oh, hey, where's Dwin?" I'm like, "Oh, she has something to do." You know, so people kind of know that there's someone tied or connected to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other other than that, like in terms of how they view me, my personality, things like that, I, I don't think anything's necessarily changed. I think um, for me, one thing I realize is, um, and also uh, just you know, with graduating and everyone um, in my friend group starting to work or um, living far apart from each other and also me being married, um, they're less likely to initiate inviting me to something because they might think, oh, Dewan's busy or, you know, she's married. She has more things to do. Hmm. Um, so that was something uh, I learned. And at first it was kind of, um, I remember, and Brent and I talked about this, like there was one one week when I was like, I really like need my girl time because, you know, being in COVID, being quarantined, we're just with each other 24-7 um, for weeks on end. Um, and that was still before the, the vaccine came out. So we didn't really see friends unless like we really wanted to or needed to. Um, so I think uh, I've been initi- initiating, like asking my friends to hang out more. Um, and I don't like take it, I don't, take it, um, in a bad way or anything. Like, um, I know they're not like leaving me out. And also my friends and my friends are roommates together. So, um, it's Mm. easier if I go over to them and I ask like all of them out. So, um, that's just one thing I noticed. I think, you know, when you have, when you change it, when you change a relationship status or a life status, I guess, being married, um, uh, your availability also kind of changes, um, at least the perception of it. So that mm-hmm. was one thing that I noticed as well. Mm. Yeah, I think that definitely happens even when you go from being single to dating, um, especially if you've been dating for a while. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're like seen as a pair that comes together. So it's mm-hmm. trying to find that individual time, I guess. But um, well, I guess before we end it, I had one last kind of more fun question um you guys celebrated your one year anniversary recently right yeah we did yep um i don't know have you noticed anything surprising or learned anything new or surprising about each other like in that one year or more recently like oh you've been married for a year but has anything new popped up whether it be good or bad you can think on this <laughs> this is a uh, um not going to highlight you in the best of lights, but I <laughs> definitely realize how clumsy she is. <laughs> it's like, it's like a funny thing. Um, you know, sometimes like there's a lot of like droppings of things and then like trippings of things. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I think, I think that's one thing that's like really easy to like, like make fun of her for. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but then I, I like actively try not to, um, just cause I know it's, not something that she's like proud of or anything like that. And I don't want to make her feel bad. Um, but it, it's something that I, I didn't recognize before we were married, but after we were married, I was like, Oh, this, this she's kind of, she's kind of clumsy. Um, uh, other, other, some good things. Uh, I, I guess this is stuff that I already, uh, 
new, but then just being married, it was more highlighted. Was that Dion is super super considerate? Uh, mm. She's the type to like remember your favorite ice cream flavor and then like buy you that favorite ice cream flavor like the next day or the next week or something like that. Um, there, there was one time we were eating like this. This happened super recently, um, but we were eating like. Hainanese chicken uh, from Chinese takeout. I was like, I love this stuff. Like, like I could eat this every day. And then, the, like, literally yesterday, she just made me some. Um, I was like, oh, oh man. Like, Aww. so she, she's super considerate and just like uh, uh, remembers those things about you, the little details, and like shows you love by acting upon that. Um, yeah, she's a. Uh, super good at remembering dates specifically for some reason <laughs> as we uh, learned yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's weird like like yeah. her memory for other things is ugh, questionable <laughs> but for dates though she's like spot on um hmm. it's like it like makes you feel bad sometimes but uh, it also like helps a lot because sometimes i'll forget like i have like a meeting or something and she's like hey don't you have a meeting for this mm. i'm like oh yeah i do um so that <laughs> it's something that i appreciate as well mm. Yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. Um, for me, I, it's, it's all something I like caught on pretty early, you know, being to marriage and also when we're dating. Um, but Brenton is super, super patient. He is, um, he's very, he has, he's very, I guess, um, emotionally sensitive, um, or like he's very perceptive, um, especially being a guy, like he can always tell like when my mood's off or like mm. when I'm stressed or going through something. Um, and he, he's not afraid to bring it up first. Um, and just kind of ask me what's wrong, how I am. Um, and like, for me, sometimes it'd be hard to talk about. Cause I'm like, I'm just like moody. I'm just like, you know, going through like mood swings for some reason. Um, but, um, because he asked, you know, like I feel less bad or afraid to, 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 tell him or to talk about things. Um, and you know, when I am stressed, um, from work, because I recently switched jobs, um, but my first job, it was pretty stressful with like pretty bad work-life balance, um, like working long hours and, um, not really having a great team, um, like a supportive team. There'd be a lot of days when I just like, I would just be crying and he mm -hmm. would always comfort me. Um, and like, I still cry like a lot, but, um, he's always there to comfort me, um, uh, whether it's crying about something silly or something serious. Um, I just feel very like safe with him. Um, yeah, just really, really grateful that, you know, he is my husband and we were able to, um, have each other during quarantine as well. You know, like before, if we were just uh, if I were just single and like living with my parents through COVID, it would probably be pretty difficult. Um, but you know, um, our parents, uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, I only saw Brent during the quarantine period. He only mostly saw me, um, because our parents knew how, how important it was for us to see each other. And also they trusted us, uh, like both of us, you know, to not go out and not to like do anything crazy. Um, mm -hmm. so we, we were, we were able to, um, spend weekend at each other's houses. Um, after we got engaged, after we were engaged, we saw each other every weekend. Um, so that made things a lot easier. Um, and even now, you know, like he never complains about doing any chores. Um, if, if he has to clean up something because I asked him to, he'll do it. He won't be like, Oh, I don't want to, or he will never like, um, push it off. And, um, yeah, I would just say he's very responsible, very patient. Um, and of course we still have 
a lot of things to like learn about each other and grow. But I think the past year, um, we definitely had our share of um, trying, like trying, um, not trying things out, but like figuring things out about each other and like having um, having obstacles along the way, but al- but always getting through them. So it's it's very comforting to know that you know you can get through thick and thin um, with someone forever. Oh, I feel like I can't summarize this episode any better than you just did. You just covered everything, um, having time to grow. Um, I feel like this entire episode, we were all just smiling, hearing about <laughs> how you started from day one on Hinge to now a year later. So it was Coffee Meets coffee Bagel. Meets bagel. Co- coffee Meets yeah. Bagel, yes. That, maybe people need to know more about that app. Yeah, don't shout shout out to much, Coffee Meets Bagel. Co- yes, <laughs> please sponsor Moving yes, Along. Yes. <laughs> But thank you both for joining us for this episode. It was really great to talk to you all because to be completely transparent, I feel like I also wondered like, wow, D1 got engaged fast or like, I wonder how they did it. But hearing your story, it makes a lot of sense and it makes sense for you too. So we're very happy for you all. And uh, I had a great time talking with you all. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks so yeah, much. Thank you. It's, it's great yeah, meeting you Thank girls. you for inviting us. And yeah. yeah, thank you for these fun questions. <laughs> <laughs> if you like this episode make sure to rate and review us on apple podcasts and you can find us on instagram at moving along pod and check out our medium blog for all of our bonus contents you can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com until next time bye